Hey kids, welcome back to another episode of The Fuckery. Welcome back. Oh my gosh, it's been fun. It's been quite a week. Oh yeah. A long week, at least for us. Yeah. Work-wise. Yeah. So, I mean, speaking of work, let's discuss uh, some of your first jobs. <laughs> oh, I had a few doozies when I was a kid. Yeah. I mean, right now we are um, local 399 Hollywood Teamsters. We drive all those big trucks that you see on the side of the road when the, when you're driving down in L.A. with all the uh, white trucks sitting outside there. Yeah, For that's films, us. Yes, we do our films, TV shows, movies, videos, commercials, PSAs. It, it is a very interesting job. Oh, let me tell you, we've had we got a lot of stories on that one, but that's for another time. Yeah, we're going to talk about the first jobs. I'm not talking about like the 15, 16 year old in the mall jobs, although I made personalized license plates. Yeah, that was my very, very first holiday job. I'm trying to think, like, my, I think my very, very first job was holiday work. I want to say it was Buffums? Oh, my God. A name. Oh, yeah. We're yeah. old, in case you haven't figured that out. Yeah, well, not old. <laughs> I would old. say middle-aged. <laughs> very middle-aged. Very middle-aged. Um, but yeah, the one, you know, there's only one cool thing about that place, as I was working in the stock room, when there was actually like a little hole in the back. Like you go climb up this little ladder up in the back where they were doing all like the box compression. They used to stick boxes in like a big machine and they would squish it down so that they could ship it out on you know different stuff. But there was a little ladder up in the back that we think years and years before I even started working there, that's how they caught shoplifters. Oh. So it's kind of like this sneaky little hidey hole that was up in the corner. If you go to the outside, it looks like an air conditioning vent. But on the other side, there's no air conditioning. It's just a little peephole where you can see, like, out onto the sales floor. Oh, onto the sales floor, not yeah. inside the no, uh, not like inside the little like uh, changing, rooms. changing rooms and stuff. It was like out on the sales floor. I actually did uh, runway or walkway modeling for Buffums, like way back when I was younger. a small little uh, yes, a small little preteen, small little child. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say small, but yeah, I was younger. But I mean, like after all those sales, you know, like high school-ish, you know, a couple of month gigs where you're in, you're out. And yeah, we're talking you about your like, first time. Like the first real job like out of high school. Yeah, you're still young. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. But it's it's a real job. It's you show your up first, in the morning. Your first adult job. You show up in the morning. You have a lunch. You go to work. You, you, you get out at the end of the day. And you still get paid shit. And you still get paid crap. So my very, very first job, and this was right out of high school. I graduated at 17, so... Lucky. I was still... Uh, I was one of those uh, late... Yeah, you were a late yeah. kid. Late in the year. So yeah, October. I'm an October baby. So, yeah, I'm one of the later ones. So I had to get permission from my father to work at the hospital. I was an EKG tech. I worked in cardiology, Uh did holster monitors, EKGs. I worked the entire hospital. So I would go from uh, the emergency room to all of the floors. It was an interesting, interesting job. I absolutely loved it. I mean, I saw and did everything. I do hospital runs to the doctor's houses so they could read EKGs and 
dictated back to yes. uh, that dictated backs on the phone. And yeah, there were many times Sean would come in and just like hang out above the emergency room so he could oh, see was cool. what was going on. Because I always wanted to see like if there was some kind of like you know dark, depressing, stupid stuff like. You know, it was, was an emergency kind of like, room. What do you think? I'm looking for like gunshot wounds, stabbings, yes. you know, people with their arms hanging out. I have like I'm looking for the gruesome stuff. No, what do I get? Heart attacks. Oh, no, I had a gunshot victim. I never saw that person. Well, he was very young. That was, that was real. That was hard. Yeah. Because, I mean, he was, I think, what, six months older than I was at the time, and he did not make it. That's tough. So that was that was hard. My very first patient that I had die on me because when they would code, <laughs> I would have to I would have to go there. I'd put uh, electrodes around their ankles, uh, their wrist, and I would um, put those little circular the, yeah. dots on their chest around yeah, the heart. It was a twelve lead EKG, and you know the doctor would say hit it so he could see what the rhythm was. Well, it's like when the person after they passed or when they called it, I, you know, I would be the last one to leave the room because I'd have to remove the electrodes and everything. Well, my very first patient that passed on me, it was <laughs> Halloween night. I had just turned 18. I was like seriously fresh, new, and I was taking off the electrodes. I lean over him and he moaned in my ear. <sighs> <laughs> It was, I, yeah, it stopped me from it. I'm like, I stood up. I'm like, what the fuck? Did he just moan in my ear? I'm like, hey, oh, baby, God. how you doing? I don't think he was up for that, but well, he may have been. You don't know. I, I wasn't going to look. <laughs> there were certain things you do not do. Um, show respect for the dead. Uh huh, sure. So I'm like, okay, let me do it again. So it's like, I lean over again to remove it from his other wrist, and he moaned uh... again. Yes, again, <laughs> in my ear. I'm like, I stood up. I'm like, okay, I'm walking around. I'm like, I am just, okay, you know, rip, 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 electrodes off. I am out because if he sits up, I am going to lose it. You're going to lose your shit. And I called my dad. It's like, I, you know, I was crying. I was, it was really emotional. And he said, you always remember your first patient that dies when you're, you know, in your presence. That was and, 30 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that was 30 years ago. That was a little longer than 30. Well, a little more than 30, but yeah, it was about 30 years ago. Yeah. Now, the funny, now here's the funny side of this whole damn story. <laughs> so this happened on what, Halloween night? Yes, Halloween Way night. back when you were about 17, and me and a couple of buddies, you know, it's Halloween. We're going to go out and have a good time. She's working. She can't be around. So we didn't necessarily want to go, like, do the whole trick-or-treating thing and grab a bunch of candy. So we drive down to the high school. There's nobody there. The track that goes around the school, the you know the the athletic field track, that's open and people are out there walking, doing their laps or whatever. And we figure we're going to play hide and seek in the school. <laughs> so we proceed to play this game. We we set up rules like you couldn't go to a certain point, couldn't really go out on the street, and you couldn't like you had to stay within certain confines because if and you couldn't like go up on the roof. It'll like stay within like reasonable areas. And we're playing this game, you know, we're 16, 17 year old kids playing hide and seek. It was hysterical. Well, this also happened to be the same time she was trying to get a hold of me, yeah, talking to me about, hey, I just had this really traumatic episode happen and we're playing I hide needed and seek. Support. Yeah, sucker. Yeah. Wasn't going to be me. No. Nope. <laughs> no. Nope. Prove that right. right. That was, but. Oh. 
once you got home, we actually talked about it for a long while. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's seriously traumatic. Yeah. And there's like, there's some, definitely some interesting shenanigans and fuckery that goes on in the hospital. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> weren't they trying to auction off your virginity? Well, not my virginity, but I mean, I was about to turn 18. So it's like, um, people were whipping out hundreds saying who was taking me out for my 18th birthday. So little did they know <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do it. Yes. Yes, you were. But I mean, it's, it's all fun and games. Oh my God. If they did that shit now. Oh my oh, gosh. The lawsuits. They hell, would be like, it'd be an HR. Um, uh, yeah. Wrath, hellfire, and damnation would fall down upon anybody who came down. <laughs> Uh, I found down it hundreds. funny. I feel. I still think it's funny. It's hysterical. I mean, they were making it rain before that was actually a thing. In hundreds. <laughs> I, I yeah. I probably should have gone out with I'm one of them. I'm telling you, should have. I think I missed my mark on that. I think you did. Maybe you can do it God now. Damn. Well, I have to go back to the hospital. Well, we can help with that. <laughs> <laughs> and I did work at two hospitals uh, simultaneously, and I you know, it was it was good. It, so, it was good I mean, work. You know, one of the things that happened to me at the hospital, and again, this is like an HR thing. Um, they called me up to do an EKG stat, you know. So I'm like, okay. So I immediately, I grab my stuff, go up there. And I walk in the room. I do my little spiel. Hi, I'm Stephanie. I'm here to uh, do an EKG, blah, blah, blah. And he's just laying there. I'm like, hmm, okay, he's probably taking a nap. No problem. So, you know, I go over and it's like, I put the first electrode on his arm and I'm like, Oh, this is not right. He's so yeah. So I took his pulse. I'm like, Oh no, he has passed on. So I go out to the nurse. I'm like, um, excuse me, just so you know, the patient in such and such room has passed away. She started laughing hysterically. She's like, Oh my God, he died like an hour ago. I'm like, then why did you call me up for an EKG on him? I'm like, I'm like, are you trying to just test out my freshness here? It's yes. like, yeah. No. Poor, I, poor man. Yeah. Poor guy. I mean, it, there's fun in, you know, some people passing, but I'm not, I mean, not. passing in general is not the greatest thing in the world. It, but having a little fun with it, I guess, is not terrible. It is a stressful job. Sometimes you do need to blow off steam. I mean, there were times where I had to do an EKG on uh, somebody, oh, well, a pregnant woman who was handcuffed to um, the bed with the policeman with a gun, like, ready because Hand she on was gun. on PCP and completely freaking out. I'm like, okay, I'm supposed to get in there without getting bitten. So... I mean, they needed yeah, to strap I, her head down or something. There's only so much you can strap down. I mean, strap it, her was, forehead it was, down, right? it was really, really, it was a tense situation. I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm wiry. So I could like sneak in there and get the electrodes on, whip it out and get out. That's what she said. Hey. Hey. What about the, there's a couple of them. Like you went up into the, uh, the mental health ward a few times. Yes. Yes. Um, I remember a few of those. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. There's some special individuals there. I mean, if possession is a thing, uh, there I have seen pretty damn close to it. Because I have seen, um, I also, okay, during this time, I also got my EMT license. So that's a whole nother series of stories. Because, I mean, we have seen and heard so many things that you just, 
It's like how things involving car pistons. Uh, oh, oh, uh, yeah. No, please, 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 don't put things up your butt that do not belong up your butt. Especially in times of COVID. Yeah, because that's the last thing you want to be going to the emergency room for. It, it just no. There's safe sex toys. You have your way with them, but hey, oh let's my keep gosh. you know like massive objects out of the backside, please. Thank you. And glass, no glass, no glass, please. no, no, please. no, no glass. glass, and no, no. live. Nothing. No critters. No, no, no weird stuff. Let's just keep it a little saner for COVID. Uh, just in period. Period. Yeah, just general. in general. Um, <laughs> I mean, we could go on and talk about yours all of my, forever. My yes. Now your first job was well, I mean, actually I interesting like, too. You know, there's that, and then so like the first real job out of high school I had. Um, I was going to uh, the local community college and. Meet, you know, talk to a few guys there, and one of the guys came came to me one day, and he's like, "Hey, uh, you want a job?" Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just like that. He goes, "Hey, you want a job?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, I like Chica money." Wow, wow, boom, boom. Well, it wasn't that kind of job. Uh, uh, I mean, it could have been, but uh, it was like candy bars and spare change in the back corner. Yeah, well, that would have been fine, but you know, he didn't hey, have any candy bars or spare change. Five so bucks I was, is five bucks. I, I've heard it. Um, he goes, "I'll tell you what." Um, here, call this number. <laughs> Again, it's not Again, sounding much better. <laughs> it's not, I know it's not sounding much better. And he goes, "This guy, he's going to call you." I can't. And you know, tell him I sent. Tell him I sent you over there. I'm like, oh, okay. So I actually, I'm you know, pulled the trigger, uh, picked up the phone, and uh, made a phone call. Turns out it's this guy's beeper. Yes, yes. Again, I, mean, I mentioned is- we're old. Oh, we're not old. We're middle aged. Yes, we had beepers. Yes, we had beepers. So this guy calls me back, and he kind of explains the job. And it turns out that this guy worked at the Burbank Airport, mm-hmm. and he um, and he's he, still there, by the way. Yeah, I mean, this is you know thirty some odd years later, but the guy's still there. He uh, he would wash the private jets and airplanes of the movies, movie stars, famous people, things like that. Bob Hope, um, Bruce Willis. So, who else were we thinking about? Um, oh my God, Patrick or, Swayze. Patrick Swayze, um, Sylvester Stallone, Harrison Ford, Tom Cruise, Arnold Schwarzenegger, the Sultan of Brunei. Yeah, yeah. So really, really famous people. A lot of people with a lot of big money and stuff. And that was one of the most entertaining and interesting jobs I think I've ever had. Yeah. Well, I mean, besides the one we do now, that was way yeah, more entertaining. Yeah, because I mean, we see. And hear just about everything. We, we do not discuss. We don't. We don't talk about certain things. But I mean, some things are certain. They're kind of funny. But like that one, the first time I met um, an actual movie star that was not like in some kind of red carpet situation where they're you know they're supposed to be quote unquote on. Um, I think it was Patrick Swayze. Super. You know what. The last show we were on, um, the show that was across the way, we're not yeah. going to be naming names. Uh, his brother is a driver. I got to meet his brother. I wonder if that was the guy that I told to go fuck off. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, because he looks very similar. Great hair. I mean, oh, seriously. Oh, yeah, well, that, that guy that I was talking about didn't have any hair. So Yeah, anyway. no, that guy was an asshole. That guy was an but, asshole. I mean, serious, just as nice as... But yeah, like he, okay, so he had like um, a twin engine turboprop that they, that he was keeping at the Burbank airport. And we were, what we did was like, you know, we detailed, we like, we would literally get a spray bottle, a, a 12 ounce or not, maybe like 
14, 16, 18 ounce squirt bottle uh, and a dry rag. And we would go in there, we would spray the side of the, the airplane and like wipe it down with just a rag. I wonder how they do it now with COVID. I don't think they're mm. doing it with COVID. I don't know. I saw the hangar open the other day because well, that's we because people by. can fly by and do whatever. But I don't know if now there were planes like kind of parked right there. It looked busy. It's very probable. But yeah, the first time we did it, he um, I think I was working inside the airplane because we you know clean all the seats and instruments and stuff. If the engine's off and the power's off, there's no problem with pressing buttons and stuff. And we would you know get in there and vacuum and do whatever. And he kind of stuck his head in and. Kind of looking around, I'm like, I know that dude is, man. That guy was on point break. <laughs> it's like, dude, no way. Like, that's a point break guy, man. And um, so, yeah, he stuck his head in and uh, people are just kind of like, hey, what's what's going on? He goes, oh, just checking out my plane. Just want to see how you're doing. You know, Hi, how you doing? My name's Pat. It wasn't like super, Patrick. Super nice. It was Pat. Yeah. And I was like, wow, man, that's cool. And he just kind of, you know. We we made sure not to bother him too much because you know we, everybody enjoys a certain amount of privacy in their private life. And he's honestly so he got, one person who is. Nice. He was seriously a nice guy. Um, Harrison Ford met him. He was uh, he was just learning how to fly a helicopter when that, I met him. That's not an easy thing to do. No, I mean seriously, that's and not easy. That was right. I think it was he had already had <laughs> he'd already crashed it once. <laughs> At least that's what he told us. So I don't know. You can kind of take that with a grain of salt. See, um, I always found it interesting when you were doing that outside of the plane. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I, I don't necessarily have a real big fear of heights. Yeah. Back then, I don't think you had any fear of heights. No, I, I still don't have any fear of heights. Oh, oh, I do. I'm a chicken shit. Oh, that, and, and, and that was the thing. Like, I used, to, I used to climb up on what they call a 12-step ladder and stand on the top in, mm, no. you know, Nothing around me, nothing to hold on to. Just me, a squirt bottle, and a rag, and and wipe the top of the airplanes down. Nope, nope, nobody, nope, nope, nope. Yep, yep, yippity yep, because uh, that's what I did to make a whole lot of money. Yeah. Used to, and the other thing, too, is like they had us, we would um, buff out the leading edges of the planes, the wings, um, the engine cowlings, things like that. At least you were not the one who emptied the toilet. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I can still remember that guy's name, Ed. Oh, <laughs> they always gave that. We had this guy. So guy. okay, so, so airplanes up. have like a holding tank on the in the backside where the uh, you know where the toilet room is. Well, of course you have to. I mean, it's not like that stuff's going to spray out and just you know dump wherever. Um, so there's a holding tank. So we would have this guy, and his name was Ed. We nicknamed him the Toity Monster. <laughs> Because that was his main job was to uh, come in, hook up this giant rolling. It, the thing had to be like five feet by five feet by like four feet tall. It was this huge holding tank. And you could hold a couple of different airplane uh, dumps in there. It's such a shitty <clears throat> job. It really is a shitty job. So, yeah, he would hook <laughs> this thing up and he would you know pull the trigger, as we called it. And it was a little handle and it would just unload the entire what happens if the seal is not connected did that ever happen once or twice (gasps) oh god now now, to be fair it never exploded off the back end but it would leak oh 
and it would leak like blue fluid because it's oh. that you know we and we deal with blue fluid all the time. Okay. But yeah, he, it would be like blue fluid. But man, there was one time I can remember. I don't even remember the airplane. But we were inside the main hangar that we hung out in in Burbank, and he hooked it up all right and everything, and he pulled the trigger, and the smell apparently was so bad. <laughs> I normally when he would do this, I would be somewhere near where he was because. <laughs> If you think and you, you divide a plane up into four sections, you got two guys up front on the front, be, be in front of the wings towards the, like where the pilot sits and stuff. Then there's the two guys in back. And I would get like the wings and the engines and like the landing gear and then like everything in the back there. Well, that's where the holding tank was. And Ed would come in and he'd push that thing up and he would attach the hose and he would say, okay, here we go. And I'd be like, okay, hang on a second. And I would actually take a couple steps back because if things splash, I don't want to be around it. Oh, God. It's oh, nasty. That's yeah, just no. nasty. You don't want to be anywhere near be that. Anywhere near that stuff. He pulled the trigger one time on one of these airplanes, and the seal was on. He had to run for the door. Ooh. He ran for the door and gagged. It was that oh. bad. It was horrid. I shouldn't laugh. Cleared the hangar. I shouldn't he, laugh because dealing with um, Hollywood trucks also as you know there's such a thing called honey wagons the honey wagon is where they hold all the honeys oh uh, no no the honeys the honeys it's also because it looks like a honeycomb it's yes. got a bunch of different rooms in it yeah but we also have so it's multiple mobile, bathrooms yeah mobile dressing rooms and bathrooms is what it is yes so it's like you have to deal with the same shit literally just like some of the other bathrooms yeah, yeah. you don't want to be around and for some reason they always come and dump them Right after lunch. That's because it's they know. so messed up. No, you know why they do that. There's an actual reason for it. Yeah, to make room. No, so that the guy that's actually driving the truck gets a free lunch. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, dude, that's the last thing you want to be around right exactly. after lunch. Exactly. Right after but... lunch is the last thing you want to be around. But, I mean, um, so you have a few of the be different. Upwind. Be upwind. But a few different, uh, you know, people on there. But two of the coolest things that I think I've ever done were on that job. What they would do is we, we were in a, in a hangar and they had mechanics that would come in and re, redo the engines and rebuild them. And if there were parts that were problematic or whatever, they would do tests. And then they would, you know, it's it's a real live place. It's, to, plane. it's, yeah. it's an airplane. They, they have people checking it out. So we got to go on Arnold Schwarzenegger's plane. <sighs> now you went on a Bach three too. Didn't uh, you? British aircraft one eleven. Oh, that was the coolest one. But um, flying beast. around on Arnold Schwarzenegger's plane, um, the pilots came up and asked our boss, "Hey, do you think we can grab your guys and just like take off and um, we'll be back in a little bit? We just want to check out the engines, make sure they're all working and everything." So they took us from Burbank, and this is the—I mean, this is the only time I've ever been on a private jet with. Uh, you know, we didn't have any stewardesses or you know drinks or anything like that. It was just a test flight, but they flew us to Santa Barbara. Oh, so nice. Yeah, we were gone for three hours. We were only supposed to be gone like an hour, and they extended it out three hours. Wait, did you go have lunch or something? No, we flew up there, and then we flew to another place, and then we went to another place, <laughs> and then we took a trip down the coast. Oh, is that when you that's, got really close? That's oh. the scrape the top of oh, the boat. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. We're so not that, saying who did it or I don't even what? know. I couldn't even tell you. I just remember it was, I mean, it was multiple years ago. And so we're flying down the coast and the pilot, he yells back, hey, let's see how close we can get to this thing. And we look out the windows on the side and there's a boat, a sailboat. Things probably got 
a 50-foot-tall mast. It's huge. So this guy pushes the nose down and starts to take on, starts to head towards this boat. And he's like, let's see if I can put a scratch on the bottom of the airplane. I'm not kidding. I think he got within 10 feet of that top, of the top of that mast. And as we flew by, all we saw were people diving off either side of the boat, port and starboard. It was hysterical. We were dying. I bet those people soiled the ocean is what I'm Some thinking. things you should not be doing. I mean, yeah. from one of the people Sean worked with, I actually took flying lessons. So I flew a little Cessna. And yeah, um, I may or may not have uh, buzzed the tower at Magic Mountain. No. No, no. No. It, no. it may or no. No, no. No, no. No, no. <laughs> no not me. I would never do that. No. But that was a really fun one. I really enjoyed that one. It was. There were times where it was exhausting. Where you know you, you get up, you're there at seven o'clock in the morning. You're leaving like you would three come or four home o'clock. Black. There were times I came home black, and that's from like doing all the polishing of the leading edges and stuff, and the the cowlings and whatnot. We, I mean, we had you know like rouge bars that we used on uh, orbital sanders and stuff that turn, and, and we would you know buff these things out to high shine. But man, that stuff just gets all over the place. And oh, yeah. I would come home. I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a. Fairly-ish, darkish kind of person no, you're, for you're a white pre- boy. Yeah, you're pretty white. I'm fairly white. And I'd come home and I would be black. Yeah. I it was like, a, it was like a black. Yeah, exactly. It was a black powder that would just spray. Everywhere. And everywhere. it just got it all over the place. And it's like, you know, he would get in the car and I'm like, ooh. Ew, get out. I'm like, off. okay, shower immediate. Just, just go in. Yeah. Strip was, off. It was worth it. Throw everything. But it could be pretty good for that job, you know, for being fresh out of high school. Exactly. I mean, I got paid pretty good. I think I started at like um, twelve an hour for. That's not bad. That's pretty good, for, that's you know, pretty good back in the eighties, late eighties. And I, I think uh, you were you know, more. I was early nineties. Early nineties. Early nineties, and I was making like ten bucks an hour. Yeah. And I, I mean, here we are in twenty twenty one, and the federal minimum wage is seven dollars yeah. and 25 that, cents that's an hour. pretty fucked up that's pretty messed up that that is not a good thing but i mean we moved from there and you know we've had other decent paying jobs to uh to, to what now. do now and it's yeah. been a i mean we'll probably go into this more later on but um yeah, we want to talk about our first jobs but i mean we eventually ended up uh Driving for the movies. Yeah, I would love to hear people's first jobs. I remember I was driving um, a group of uh, the Teamsters uh, <laughs> in the van, and they were all talking about their first job. They're like, oh, yeah, I worked at McDonald's. I'd get my free- friends free hamburgers. Uh, I worked at Carl's Jr. I worked at Taco Bell. I, I just turned around. I'm like, you guys are all pussies. I worked at the hospital. I told them what I did, and they're like, yeah, we knew you were a snob. I'm like, yeah. Fuck you. I mean, yeah, <laughs> great, great, great guys. But, oh, my God, they love to uh, tease the women. And it, it's a good – I love my it's job a good now. Gig. I really do. It's like I love the people I work with. So many stories. I mean, it's like when you're driving home after a day's job and you 12, still 14, have a – 16-hour days. It can be hellish hours. But you still have a smile on your face. That's when you know it's a good thing. But I mean, I would love to hear other people's first jobs. If you want to know any stories, yeah, um, I mean, there's going to be a lot. We probably won't like really throw names, like uh, unlike what we did tonight. But. Well, we met those people <laughs> previous to what we did. They're not bad stories. They're oh, just no, they're good. They're wonderful, like little anecdotes where you meet them on a positive level. Yes, which you know, a lot of these, a lot of actors are. We they're, have they're met people. some amazing people. I met some, some amazing, truly, people. truly amazing, really people. fun people. Some good um, people. 
But hey, if you go to like the um, anchor.fm website, look up the fuckery, the group you're looking at now, you can leave us a message and just like, hey, give us a little anecdote of like maybe your first uh, first job that your first real job, not those, you know, like part time gigs or seasonal work. Tell us about that first time you jumped into a real job and got a real paycheck for the first time with benefits and that whole deal. Yeah, still waiting for my kids to do it. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's a whole nother a thing. whole nother deal. <laughs> Well, all right, folks, it's been wonderful. Uh, Thank you for listening to us. Yeah, stop by again sometime, and uh, we'll leave lights on for you. Take care, kids. Have a great night. Bye.